Good morning. This is Troy Grable. Today I'll be reading from John chapter 9, verses 18 through 41. Before I read, I just want to recap. Vicky yesterday was talking about how Jesus healed a blind man. And in that, you'll see in that reading that the Pharisees and the religious leaders didn't believe this guy. And that's where we pick up today. Verse 18. They still did not believe he had been blind and received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son, they asked? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that he can see? We know that he is our son, the parents answered. We know he was born blind, but how he can see now or who opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, he is of age, ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He, the blind man, replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are a disciple of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we do not even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You, you don't know where he comes from? Yet he opened my eyes? We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You are steeped in sin since birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and went to find the man. He found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked, Tell me so I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see 
and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Wow. There's a lot going on in this chapter and in, in these verses. And to be really honest with you, Thompson gave a great breakdown of each of these accounts. He actually broke them into boxes on Sunday morning. Um, in, in my few boxes here, you know, as you pick it up in the beginning of, of the story in verse 18, it's they didn't even believe this guy who had proof. His proof was his eyesight. So they went and went and got his parents. And then they asked his parents, like, hey, is this your son? And they're like, yeah, this is our son. But, man, we don't know how he got his eyesight and we don't know who from. And, and as Steve mentioned, and as you read into this text, they're, they're fearful. They're fearful of tradition. They're fearful of getting uh, outcasted from the synagogue or from their church or from their, their neighbors in their city. And then if you look at chapter or verses 24 through 27, they start to question the guy a second time. And you hear the, the frustration in, in the blind, once blind man saying, why do you want to hear this again? Nothing has changed. Nothing will change. And they still didn't believe. And then in 28 and 29, their frustration just, you know, overcame them and they, they ousted him out of the synagogue. kind of brings me to a story of my own personal life that, you know, living through through different situations and, and being in different situations, we tend to have proof. And it was the summer of 1992, it was in the middle of June, I found myself sitting across the table from a Macomb County investigator. And the investigator was telling myself and my dad that I had unsubstantial evidence of a crime that was committed against me. I was jumped and, and beat up pretty bad. And I sat there and I could not believe what I was hearing. This man sitting across from me could see just, just a few weeks earlier, I was surgically put back together, you know, stitches in my face. I had my mouth wired shut. I had 13 missing teeth. I had bruises and, and cuts all over my face and body. And to sit there and tell me I didn't have substantial evidence drew me so, drew, drew the rage out of me so much that it, it, I just got angry. And I got mad and I just wonder how many times you or I have been put into those situations where we have the proof, but you're still not thought of as, as an honest person or you're not being heard. And then I wonder 
you know, as you look at the end of this chapter, when Jesus says to the blind man, do you believe in the Son of Man? I wonder how much God is looking down on to you and I, saying, I've got the proof. All you have to do is believe in me. And so I ask you, I ask myself, do I need more proof? Or what proof do I need to believe that Jesus is here, that God's word is here, and it's living in me and around me? We have such a beautiful creation that we get to live on. We have a beautiful book that, that recites awesome stories of Jesus. We hear of miracles each and every day. What proof do I need? Do I need more proof to believe? And so I ask you, do you need proof? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for these stories. Thank you for sharing these miracles with us so that we can have proof to know that you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lord, our Savior. And I just pray, Father, that for those of us that stumble, for those of us that question, for those of us that our faith may be weak, I just pray that, that you allow the proof of your love, the proof of your joy, the proof of your hope, the proof of your kingdom sets our, our minds and our hearts at ease to follow you to respond to the nudges that you put into our hearts and our minds. And I just ask, Father, that whenever we are questioned, that we remember your son Jesus and all the questions and insults that he received. Help us to, to just lean into him to get through the times that we're questioning Help us to lean into him, to know that you're present, to know that you're the vine and we are the branches. Father, I ask for, for your guidance and your, your love and hope in all of our hearts so that we can act on your promise. We pray this in your name. Amen. So I ask, what is God saying to you and what are you going to do about it? Do you need more proof? Thank you.